American Castaway, and here are your hosts, Logan Combey and Christopher Parham. Well, howdy do there, Christopher. <laughs> howdy do indeed. I was trying to, as dude indeed. I don't know, I thought I was trying to think of something witty as I was saying it, and then I realized I was just gonna finish saying something really stupid. <laughs> and I kind of wish I wouldn't have said anything at all. Uh, so, th- just me saying hello to silence? <laughs> That's not good radio, Chris. <laughs> hello. So, uh, yeah, you're back from your trip, uh, like, what, yeah. a month ago? <laughs> um, it's been a couple weeks. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah. So, <clears throat> what happened? Did you finally oh, lose your virginity? Um, I came close. I yeah. came close. Um, I mean, by came close, I mean I came... came very close to I where came, the girl was sitting. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a girl. It wasn't even a human. It was, uh, was it a pile of leaves again? Yeah. <laughs> With a bra on it? Yes, daddy. <laughs> so you're um, back. How was, uh, you were in Kerrville. Yeah, I was, I was at the uh, Kerrville Folk Festival. It was the height of delightedness, delightfulness. <laughs> I like delightedness. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was great. It was, um... It was amazing. There were more uh, trans and uh, gender queer people out there than I've seen, like pretty much ever. It was it was really amazing. So it was great for that. Even more than Mississippi. <laughs> I mean, at the festival, <laughs> and probably as more than Mississippi. But uh, no, it was so yeah, it was good. And then musically, it was just amazing. Um, I played a bunch of little shows around the ranch and uh, got voted for a staff concert again this year, which is it was my second time, and mm-hmm. it's just an amazing honor. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was great, man. It Did was. you play solo or...? Um, some of the shows I played solo, uh, but more often than not, because there's so many musicians on the ranch and I've been going for so long. You just kind of conglomerate. Yeah, together. yeah, totally. Like I played this, uh, one of my favorite shows I played was uh, I played this long set during uh, this fire spinning show. And musicians would just come in and out. I had this really awesome lady play uh, the fiddle for like five songs. My friend Cornbread, who's an amazing washtub bass player. Oh, yeah, I met him. Yeah, he's awesome. He's, like, the best washtub bass player, and, like, I've ever heard. And yeah. I've heard, like, old old people say that about him. He's really amazing. And he's also, in his own right, in a, like, an incredible uh, electric bass player as well. Nice. Um, but, yeah, I have a bunch of friends who, yeah, would come sit in. The staff concert I did with... 
Uh, one of my really, really, really good friends, one of my best friends in the world, uh, Dave Cash. He uh, he played uh, lead guitar for me, and harmonized on on one of the songs. And it was it was really good. It was uh, I don't know that festival is always what I needed to be when I, you know when I needed to be. Yeah. So. Now, do you only do guitar there, or do you play anything else? Um, no, I only play the guitar just because it's uh, the instrument that I'm most comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I might pick up a mandolin or a banjo or something and fuck around, but I'm not going to perform or anything with it. Yeah. Uh, just because I don't have one, either of those around a whole bunch to practice on, uh, though I do enjoy playing them. And when, when you're I there, you want to shine and you want to totally give good. Yeah, yeah. Of something you know well, you know. Mm-hmm. Present yourself. Mm-hmm. I probably play the judge and be the, judged. I probably play the best there than I do anywhere else, uh, because like I love those people so much, and I just want to give, give all that love back, you know, musically, mm-hmm. sonically. Um, and it's funny because my voice always goes out like two or three days in. It's just shot uh, to hell. Uh, this year, I, I learned to do some overuse like, or uh, uh, overuse climate uh, drinking. Drinking, it's yeah. dry and dusty. Uh, yeah. You know, it's hill country, so it's green, but it's still there's that caliche dust, man. That yeah. shit gets on you. Uh, so and like you know, smoking doesn't help. And I smoke uh, more weed there than probably anywhere except out on the farm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, this year I learned to do some like really neat like things with my voice when it's when it's like that and really learn how to like push through it um but uh yeah it's a it's an amazing special place yeah and it was fucking wonderful hell yeah did you uh write anything while you were there um no no this is actually i've i've written some of my favorite songs out there uh it's actually one of the first festivals i think that i didn't really um, have a lot of time to write because mm-hmm. I was usually, you know, working uh, in the in uh, at the beer stand, which was super cake, or you know, out performing. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was an amazing year as far uh, like musically. I got to got. To, I feel like I'm breaking into that uh, the you know inner circle of awesome Kerrville musicians out there. It's a, it's a cool place to be. Yeah. You know, after going there for so long and finally, like, I don't know. It's neat. But, yeah, since I've been back, uh, I haven't been doing that that much. Uh, um, kind of getting things in motion. I might be... I mean, it's a, like a ninety-nine percent probability that I'll be the uh, like a the pastry cook at um, our prep cook at a uh, Monkey Monkey, which is a, a coffee shop. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been there once. Uh, yeah, my uh, I got my good friend Ryan owns it, and um, basically my little sister Tori, she uh, my soul sister, she uh, she's the manager there. She runs it. So hopefully I'll be doing that. Does she run that shit? Oh, she fucking runs the fuck out of it, man. She's like, it's funny too because she's like tiny. She's just like this tiny little twenty-two year old 
like fucking just elven creature <laughs> and she fucking she's been running that store for a for a minute now and she's she's killing it man she uh when we were when she offered me the job she was like i'm just letting you know i'm a bitch at work i was like i'm sure you have to be <laughs> like, yeah, like just get shit there. done yeah um but i honestly cannot wait to see that side of her because she's just such like a you know she's such a joyful like person she just um, starts cracking whips. Yeah. Gets very Stalin-esque. Yeah. <laughs> I you mean, find out there's an actual gulag I in the I kind of ran my kitchen, though. We were like, hey, yeah, fun and games. What the fuck? It was day and night, man. Yeah. Uh, you know? Um, but, yeah, uh, I, one thing, like, I, I have, like, the past few months, I've been really, really, really wanting to go to the uh, the theater and, see all these, you know, every time a comic book movie comes out, I'm like, I got a seat in the theater, and I never do. But um, yesterday and today, I, I got to go to the theater two days in a row. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, and you went to the Broad Theater? I went to the Broad it's Theater, a nice theater. Uh, yesterday, and I went to the Orpheum today. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Broad Theater is great. If you live in the greater New Orleans area, I highly suggest supporting your local... Art House Theater, the Broad Theater on Broad. Um, we went and saw Baby Driver, which is uh, directed by uh, Edgar Wright. Yeah. It's is fantastic, it man. It, it's great. It's I just, wasn't sure. I saw the previews, and the previews were very... Yeah. So I wasn't sure how it was going to be. It was just... I don't oh, know. No. I absolutely, absolutely recommend it. I mean, it's fucking well acted the Edgar Wright's Edgar Wright just has this thing with like subtle nuances he's mm-hmm. so fucking good at it like all the the uh the the shit in uh Shaun of the Dead where like if you go back you know this scene was predicting the, you know the rest of the movie or this scene was predicting this scene in the movie I mean he's just great at those like subtle things and uh it's it's funny. It's super well acted. Everybody's great in it. John Hamm is fucking amazing in that movie. Yeah, he's great. And I don't, I can't remember who the lead actor is, but he's awesome. And the uh, the actual driver. Yeah, yeah. I didn't recognize him when I saw uh, the preview. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. And it's just uh, it's it's a thrill ride, man. It's a, it's a it's a real thrill ride. And uh, and that was Friday. Um, no, that was ye- yesterday. Is today Friday? Oh wait, no, I'm sorry. Today was Thursday. Wednesday. Yes, today was Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, okay. And that was at Broad. That was at Broad. And uh, now where's where's Orpheum? Orpheum is on Roosevelt Way. <clears throat> yeah, they they show movies there. Um, I, during the summer they show like free movies maybe once every couple weeks. Oh wow, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, dude, so, I don't know what the fuck goes on in this city if it isn't crime related or uh, affects well, my business. Well, you should you should do some stuff, man. It's, yeah, there's a lot of free shit going down. Uh, like down here in New Orleans, summertime <laughs> vacation spot. Um. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Noma on the twenty first is gonna show Pink Flamingos. Uh, no shit. Yeah, dude. Uh, we're you all remind going. me that we're all going. What day is that? Um, I have no clue. I just oh wait, it's a Friday because okay. it's 
because Friday is in the sevens in this month. Because my, yes. birth, my birthday is on a Friday. Next Friday, Friday 14th. If you know how Swidershins, come party. My birthday's um, on a Tuesday, I think. Yeah, because usually the 18th, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can send uh, gifts to Logan, or is it Logan or Lowe? What's your email? I can't. I'm pretty sure it's, I don't know. I think it is Lowe. I'm pretty sure I don't know. Uh, Lowe or Logan and Chris <laughs> at AmericanCastaway.com. We will accept gift cards of any kind, really. Yeah. Any I, kind I of can, gift card, I don't care. Uh, I'll figure out how to get give cash me all for it. The, give me all the Steam cards, because mm-hmm. uh, I can go on the dark net and trade them for crack. Or you can trade them in the alley for crack. Those guys probably use Steam. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went to Orpheum has, uh, every couple of weeks they have, uh, actually it's two movies a day. Mm-hmm. So today they had Moana and um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles yeah. tonight. Yeah, and it's at 2 and 7. What'd you watch? Uh, Moana. Nice. Um, which I watched at the, the end other one of the would have been great too. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I toyed with the idea of sticking around, but you know, if I had money and could have just gone somewhere to eat or catch a drink or something, I would have mm-hmm. done that. But um, yeah. Uh, so I watched Moana the other night, uh, and I ate a little acid and watched it and cried my eyes out. Yeah. Um, it's just... Did you eat acid when you went to the theater? Or is <clears throat> no, no, okay. no, no. When I watched it on my phone. And the whole time I was just thinking, man, this... I hate that I missed this movie in the theaters because it's just, like, it's so beautiful. And, uh, the music's great. Uh, the story's awesome. And then the next day I fucking was, like, scrolling through my phone. It was Moana free at the Orpheum. On Thursday, so I went there today and watched it, um, and it was fucking great. Nice. It was great, you know, sober, and I cried sober, yeah. you know, definitely not as much, but I teared up, a couple tears rolled down. Uh, the music, man, music gets me every time. Same with uh, Swiss Army Man. Mm-hmm. There's a particular scene where it's just... Uh, yeah, the music's just amazing. The scene—I mean, the scene's really great too. But the music, the music in that movie period is like a character. But uh, yeah, those musical cues just like ah, stab me in the heart. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen Swiss Army yet. Um, oh, it's brilliant. I, it it's saved in my queue. I uh, I was gonna start watching some movies, but then I ended up just watching all of Better Call Saul like three times in a row. <laughs> Like, that's all I've been watching for a month, like, just over and over. I don't know why. Uh, it's really good. Uh, <laughs> I'm super excited uh, next year for season four. I wish it didn't have to take that long. Yeah. I haven't – I have started the second season. I haven't gotten through it yet. I've been watching Death Note recently because mm-hmm. they're coming out with a movie, Netflix's. That show's wacky. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. What is that? It's an anime yeah. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> but yeah, it's you know, it's an anime. It's goofy. It's definite. It's tolerable. Yeah. You know well, that's I mean? good. That's what, yeah. that's always a good quality to have in anything. And like it's uh, you know like Cowboy Bebop is just amazing. Mm-hmm. If you've never seen it, I, uh, I I don't know. It's 
I, I really enjoyed it. I've seen the series all the, and the movies. Like uh, I'm not a big anime person, but uh, I did enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. Cowboy Bebop is really great. It's definitely not on that level. But it's still, you know, fairly intriguing. Mm, it's good. Is it uh, <laughs> animated, live, stop motion? Oh, it's uh, animated. Okay. Yeah. I started doing that anytime I see, like, a non-live oh, wait, action. The, wait, the movie? Uh, the, the, with the show. Oh, the show's animated. The movie that, that Netflix has made is uh, live action. And oh, okay. It, and it's white. Okay. Uh, it's like a, a white kid instead of a Japanese kid. And I think... Uh-oh. Don't... <laughs> Uh-oh. Don't, uh... Don't quote me on this, but I want to say that Willem Dafoe is playing. There's like this demon character, yeah, this death god named Ryuk, and I think that he's voicing Ryuk, which would be really cool because uh, you know Willem Dafoe. Well, he's like, amazing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why he's never been the Joker in any kind of Batman. You know, maybe it's a, too obvious. Maybe, but I feel like he'd give a good spit on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, the look would be perfect, but, or maybe he wouldn't. Maybe they tried him. Yeah. And maybe he's all weird and, you know, <laughs> just as, you know, doesn't know how to how to get into the Joker mindset. Or maybe he didn't, then he killed himself. <laughs> and then they had to create a William <laughs> Defoe robot because, I mean, everyone knows that I don't know if the world right now could handle losing William Defoe. I mean, Prince was pretty fucking hard. Yeah. But if William Defoe kicked it, I think we would all start uh, tearing each other apart limb by limb. Yeah. And I think that's why they built a William Defoe robot that we've been watching for at least, I don't know, 12 years? Yeah. I mean, that's my thoughts on it. I don't know, you know, how true that is. But no, no. I mean, all you have to do, all you have to do now is just tweet it, and it's true. So he's also in one of my favorite movies, American Psycho, and uh, I watched oh, yeah, that yeah. last week. And um, you know, I was bored. I was I watch it like two or three times in a row. I get obsessed when I want to watch something. I just like over and over. Same with music. It's like I want to listen to this song, so I'll make a playlist of five songs, and that's all I listen to for a week. So same like handful of songs. Uh, oh, so yeah, yeah. I watched it like two or three times, and you know, during the last time, I'm watching it, but I'm like on my phone. And I'm looking up different things about it. And uh, I learned that uh, the scene where he's questioning uh, Patrick Bateman about, uh, uh, what's his name, Jared Leto's character, Paul, yeah, about his yeah. missing, they filmed that scene three times. And what they did was they uh, uh, directed uh, uh, Defoe to do it at, like he suspects that he killed him, like he's not really sure, and like he's certain that he didn't kill them. And then they just edited the different responses and I'm like, yeah, like he just kind of. Oh man! And like that's exactly that movie, how they how they did that. So you know his responses are just kind of like serious, like detective like, and then just kind of like, yeah, absolutely. Oh, you didn't kill him? Fantastic news, you know. Uh, that's how they edited that scene, and I thought that was really cool. Uh, and it was William Defoe, and he uh, he's perfect. Yeah. And I think he might be Jesus. You know, I mean, he uh, was Jesus, but I think that was real. I think that was actually a true story. Uh, so, um, in uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, 
pretty much every part of that character was all Willem Dafoe's idea. Wes Anderson had nothing to do with with his character. Oh, really? Yeah, like the fact that he looked up to Steve Zissou as like a father and like got jealous. His accent, like everything about that character, Willem Dafoe was like, "What if we? What if we did this? What if we did that?" <laughs> you know? He's Jesus. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's amazing. Yeah. He yeah oh yeah he he's Jesus. He's yeah, the last temptation. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's what I was saying. That was. An autobiography. It was based on an autobiography <laughs> called The Bible. <laughs> the Bible is uh, the autobiography of William Defoe. We should get some Bibles to put in hotels and put put the cover like, you know, the autobiography of William Defoe. <laughs> and then you open it and it's the Bible. Yeah. Write that down. That's going to be good. <laughs> We'll make millions, I tell you. Because <laughs> we're sure not going to make it on this thing right here. <laughs> Maybe hundreds. That's the game. Get them. Everyone tries to make we're millions. We're going to make dozens. We're going to make you. tens. A bunch of tens. <laughs> Look at me. I got stacks of tens. It's fucking crazy. You want some tens? I got tens. Yeah. <laughs> quality exactly only quality entertainment from yeah. American Castaway and Kleptomedia <laughs> I'm totally going to edit this out <laughs> okay <laughs> cool and then I'm going to edit this part out <laughs> <laughs> no don't <laughs> should leave the whole did you just start with this <laughs> this is the episode just on repeat for 20 minutes <laughs> Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, Lord. Yeah. That's what I do in my spare time. That and uh, I, I do a lot of Facebook. I like the old Facebook. You like the old Facebook. I do, but I think I like it for different reasons. Yeah. I don't know. I like to uh, follow a bunch of sites, uh, a lot of conservative sites. I like to get in there and like mess with those people. Sometimes I troll them. Yeah. Sometimes I just try to be a, a voice of reason or just call out some, you know, thing, like a specific thing that they said. Like, no. And uh, and then, you know, sometimes back and forth. Then sometimes I just completely fuck with them. Um, and when they start getting really, like, angry at me, I'll just, like, add them as a friend. And then, like, all of a sudden <laughs> they block themselves from, like, the whole, <laughs> like, the whole thing. Like, they're not even in the feed anymore. <laughs> So anytime someone's like being an asshole, just add him as a friend. <laughs> They're just like, oh, what the fuck? Because <laughs> that's what I would do. If someone's just like being like really weird with me and like egging me on and then they added me as a friend, I'd just be like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do about this. But I got on one today. It was uh, Joe the Plumber. You remember that guy? Yeah, yeah. He has a Facebook following, and he puts up live was, things was that, of him hunting. Was and, that McCain's thing, Joe the Plumber? Uh, they both ran into him. Okay. Um, and he had a fictional plumbing business, and he was asking about taxes being raised and all this stuff. And then I think he uh, did some stuff with Sarah Palin, but he has a Facebook site, and he posts, you know, uh, very sensational ridiculous shit and then all these people comment so I usually go in the comments and today they had one about people protesting people running them over you know 
And he's like, oh, right. yeah, if someone's uh, in the stand in the road, I'm going to run him over. I replied, yeah, you seem like the kind of guy that would run over Martin Luther King. So all these people started saying shit to me. And the whole basis of what they were saying is that Martin Luther King never uh, blocked the road. He never stopped traffic. He, and then the guys were like, he never broke any laws. Like, you know, they're breaking the law by blocking traffic. I was like, well, MLK broke the law. He went to jail. He never broke a single law. Like, he did everything by the books. I think I let you read some of it. Like yeah. The, what was it? The cops, like, you know, he had e- cop escorts. The, the co- yeah, the cops security. were there to protect them. Yeah. yeah that's the, why the cops The protected. cops were there to protect the civil rights movement. So, yeah. Which, like, I don't know what, what civil rights they're thinking of. The, it, the whole movement was based on breaking the law. Civil disobedience. Yeah. And then they want to act like, as some of them were just like, oh, he was nonviolent. But, like, you can be nonviolent and break the law. Like, and that, that was, that in my personal opinion, that was his problem. I think he could have got a lot more done if he was violent or if he threatened with violence. That's my opinion. But, yeah. But, um, sure. I guess. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm violent in nature. I'm white. What do you want from me? That's true. That's very, very <laughs> I just true. think, like, all right, uh, you know, if someone called me a name, well, then you have to murder them. I mean, there's no other op- – uh, uh, that's that's the only way. That's the white yeah, that's, way. That's, yeah, there's that's, the right way and the white way. The, the white way is the same as the right way, the, but only murderier. That's the white privilege. White. White. Oh, God, you're horrible. <laughs> oh, I didn't even think about that. I was going <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. That took a turn. So back to MLK. <laughs> God, it's just natural for you people. I'm you just, just telling you. Didn't even it. think about it. Didn't even think. The crazy thing is, like, I would have voted for Obama third term if I could. <laughs> I watched uh, Get Out uh, a couple days ago. Oh, great fucking movie. Really good. I would have voted for, for a third term if I could. <laughs> but, yeah, back to the uh, Joe the Plumber. And MLK. But, yeah, this idea, like, didn't break any rules. Yeah. What are you talking about? Like, he was widely respected. Like, like these people think that he just went out and he's like, hey, you guys should be cool with black people. And they're like, yeah, no, we should be cool with black people. <laughs> why, why didn't we think of this? <laughs> All right, yeah, cool. Let's, uh, I don't know, name the shitty parts of town after you. All right, All right. man, have a good day. We're going to kill you in ten years. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... One of the things uh, I thought I found interesting was they kept using this verbiage. Once your rights interfere with my rights, like you no longer, you lose those rights or something like that. I'm going to look it up. Um, but this this whole idea of like I disagree with them, I, you know, they could be peaceful. Like everything has to be peaceful. Right. Like that's what authoritarians say. Like. We can fight the master as long as we're respectful. Mm-hmm. That's not how you fight the master. That's how you, like, revolt. You break laws and, you know, you should be a lot more violent. Yeah. I, That's how you take powers with violence. Like, I jaywalk and think bad thoughts at cops all fucking day long, yeah. man. That's my, uh, that's my stance. Is that's it? my... How does it make you, you feel? The, makes me feel great, man. Makes me feel like a fucking patriot. A patriot? Yeah. 
Patriot. You don't break <laughs> any more laws. That's, that's you're telling me. That's the only is jaywalking. Well, I didn't. I just said I jaywalked. I didn't say that was the only thing I did. I'm assuming that's what you said. I smoke crack with kids. <laughs> <laughs> no, just I was, I was being the people I chatted with today. You what? The people I chatted with today, like they just throw out these. They were so in the zone oh, yeah, yeah. of their, I don't know, rhetoric or whatever they usually say or what they assumed I would say since I disagreed with them on one issue. I must disagree with them on every issue because mm-hmm. I'm one of them. And you are mad because of Hillary, obviously. Exactly. I mean, I voted for her and, you know, something. I don't know. And they would just throw these things out. And I'm like, I never, I never said that. <laughs> like, you know. The, the violence thing, you know, was mm-hmm. one. They are like, MLK wasn't violent. Like, yeah, no shit. Everyone knows that. And I tell them, like, yeah, he blocked traffic. There are photos. You can look this up. You can Google it right now. Nope, nope, a handful. I was there. And I'm like, yeah, you were probably seven. You were probably seven or eight years old. You were told what your parents told. Like, yep, the Negroes played nice, and we were going to get along with them. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Fucking water hose down, nine-year-olds. Okay, all right. Yeah. Oh, wow, they must be very, really hot in okay. the <laughs> Alabama sun. Well, I wish I was getting hosed down. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's good. I like that. You should develop that like a, <laughs> a little bit. Like Who <laughs> just misunderstands the entire civil rights movement. Oh, it's got to be an old guy who's thinking Oh, that I was playing with them dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I like it. And it's, uh, yeah, he's 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 thinking back about you know that's why he's racist because <laughs> Negroes sure are lucky, <laughs> and that's why he's racist. Because <laughs> he grew up thinking that black people just got all this like they even get their own escorts when they walk into schools. <laughs> <laughs> well, she must think she's something. <laughs> and we're gonna name that character after one of these guys, and then I'm gonna keep posting it on his wall. <laughs> Because he was the one that was there. I was there. (laughs) You may have been there, but, like, were you marching with them? Or, you know, was your dad the one that's like, you know, put up the barricades, son? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're – but, oh, the one thing, your your rights stopped when you interfered with my rights. I thought that was very peculiar because, like, that's – like, what does that mean, interfering with your rights? So if I block the traffic for whatever reason, my rights to block the tra- like my rights to protest blocking the traffic interfere with your rights. My my protesting interferes with your rights. Therefore, my rights are I lose my rights. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's also another very authoritarian thing to say. Oh yeah. Like oh well you know you can have your rights, but as soon as I'm uncomfortable with your rights, then they don't exist anymore, and I'm free to to. Do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They they hurt my rights. (laughs) I got my rights. God damn it, (laughs) Donald. Gave me the wrong burger. (laughs) Fucked it with my rights. (laughs) I got my rights. That's another character. I got my rights. I got my rights. I I said no pickles. I know my rights. (laughs) 
Uh, I think we wrote like gold. Uh, this is gold, people. <laughs> it really is. You're getting it, this for free. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> I still like the uh, the kids seeing the civil rights movement through the eyes of a seven year old and being jealous of black people. <laughs> Man, <laughs> they get their they own. getting to play with the police handcuffs. Man, that's cool. Man, they must think they some. <laughs> that's oh wow! Be a good catchphrase. <laughs> they <laughs> must think they some. <laughs> they get their own water fountain. <laughs> <laughs> I want to drink after Jimmy Bob. He's got herpes. Why can't he color just sounds more funner? <laughs> what do you want water or colored water? I want colored water. <laughs> they must think they something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's see if we just get this idea. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you must think you're something. <laughs> that might be the best thing we've ever made. <coughs> and y- you made most of it. <coughs> <laughs> they must think they're something. <laughs> And then and he grows uh, up to be, I know my rights. Right, right. <laughs> and they're like sitting on the fat asses collecting a welfare check. Like, <laughs> they must think they so. It's like the one of my favorite like clips from Family Guys. He mentions the South. He's like, the South, where uh, the poor white people. Or it's like where the white people are just as uh, lazy as the black people, but they hate the black people for being lazy or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or, you know, the, the poor wel- people, the white people on welfare who hate the black people who are on welfare. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. It's like there, you know, I had a, someone I knew just cheating the system every which way, but, like, all he talked about was how black people cheated the system mm-hmm. and I'm like they might be doing fucking uh, you know getting a little more money or you know not working and getting welfare but like this guy was working and doing business shit to get money and not counting shit and uh, what is it where you can run a deficit on your business and get tax money back and you can do it so many years then you have to throw a gain right? and then just and doing that and like running a business and only taking cash But, you know, he saw some black kid with a pair of Nikes that, you know, yeah, a pair of shoes. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Why can't poor people have something nice? Sees him and, like, oh, they're ruining everything. It's like, you're actually embezzling. (laughs) They're misspending money how you think they should spend it. You're actually stealing a shit ton of money while you're working, while you have all these other things going on. But, you know. Yeah. They must think they're special. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, I've known a lot. I mean, I've known a lot of fucking trailer park, white trash trailer park welfare queens, man. And I do mean biblically. Biblically. Yeah. 
they were queens biblically, or you knew them biblically? Um, yeah, they they were all named after biblical queens. <laughs> biblical queens. Mm-hmm. There's Bathsheba. Bathsheba. And Queen Bathsheba. Latifah. <laughs> Queen Latifah was in there somewhere. Queen Latifah. Mm-hmm. That was a good show. Which one? The one about the Bible. Oh, yeah. Spider-Man with William Defoe as the, <laughs> the Jesus Goblin. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Yeah, who, I don't know, I don't know. Parents, raise your children well. Please, don't let them be like these dumbass internet trolls. Wait, like me? Like Christopher. (laughs) Well, most of these people are old. Jim Bobson. Yeah. Or whoever. No, like the, the, like the, the Joe the Plumber, that's a lot of old people. And when I say old, like 40 plus. Right. Uh a lot of retired people. There's uh, a lot of people who, you know, you can see on their profile that they are retired or military. Um, and a lot of them are, you know, roughnecks. Yeah. Like, you want to respect them if they weren't saying stupid shit because they were iron workers and, like, all this stuff. Sure, totally. But they, you know, which means they were in these great unions. They're able to fucking retire and get money like you should. I think it's great. But they fucking hate unions. They're always like, you know, any kind of like, oh, it's all handouts, you know. And it's, you know, when I worked, I got all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, but since you quit working, they've destroyed unions. So when I work, I don't get that stuff. But you think since I want the same stuff you have, I'm entitled. Mm -hmm. I don't want anything special. I want what you have. That's actually how uh, I think I was talking to my friend Dan, old Dan Sharp. We've talked about him before on the show. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, I, you know, we, in this discussion about why we are the way we are, like coming from where we're from and, and whatnot. And he, uh, you know, he became like a, a leftist because of unions. Like his father was a union worker mm-hmm. and not, you know, uh, he was a, I've never heard uh, any kind of story from anybody about um, Bobby Sharp, like, ever, like, being racist. He would let uh, chalk dogs come and, like, hunt and fish on his land and stuff because their farm is uh, the site of an old, like, a huge, like, old Choctaw village. Um, but, yeah, you know, and uh, I thought that was really cool. Uh, but, yeah, so fuck yeah, unions, you know? Well, I mean, that's what I think drives a lot of leftists. You know, I uh, I like the whole idea of communism. But, unfortunately, everyone thinks that if you like the idea or you like Marx, then you fall into this weird category of, like, being – of idolizing them and not seeing the flaws in it. It's like, right. There's absolutely a lot of flaws, but the core of it – is what draws me. The core of both and what makes me uh, the person I am is the idea of the worker. And that's at the core of, I think, most leftist movements. They may not all end that way or become that, but that's the core. Yeah. That's the core of anything socialist-driven, Marxist, communist, Leninist. Not so much Stalinist. That's when you start to get, you know. But yeah. but the core of left idea is the worker. The worker controls. On the right, the person at top controls everything. Authoritarian. 
person on top? Do you want the person on top and the layers down to control everything? Or do you want the people working the center to control or everyone to control? Yeah. And when you break it down, that's the main thing. And yeah, you can bring up every reason why communist fail, communism fails. I, we know. We know why they fell. People. <laughs> that's why most things don't work. But what fails the most is to make it work even close, everyone's got to be on board. Yeah. And unfortunately, the only way to get everyone on board is dictatorship. And that's why those things become dictatorships, because that's the only way to get everyone on board. And that's the only way for it to actually work is that everyone has to be in it together. It's full community. But, you know, people think that, oh, you're like, you're like leftist stuff. Like, oh, you want to be Stalin. Like, no, fuck Stalin. Fuck yeah. Stalin. That's good. And that goes into like authoritarian demagoguery, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like when you look at the, uh, the, the four quadrant like political stuff and it's like left right authoritarian libertarian the whole time everyone wants to focus on left right we gotta get a, get rid of that fucking act mm-hmm. who gives a shit like the, the the American libertarians and the libertarian rights I disagree with a lot of their stuff but at the core they're libertarian they're not authoritarian unfortunately they do sometimes rely on letting corporations run things or I don't know if they think they should run things, but think they should exist and government should not stop them. I disagree with that, but yeah, it's like if you, if you want to limit government's control. Now we, everyone thinks we want government control because we want the government to pay for education. I want them to pay for it. I don't want them to control it. I want like education to exist, schools to exist and the government pays for it through our taxes. Right. And on a larger scale, it's cheaper, basic math, and that's it. And it's controlled by communities. It's funded by government. But people don't get that. They, 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 that's, we've talked about this, and I think we wanted to do an episode on, like, just misconceptions, yeah. wide misconceptions on words, on ideas, you know. Uh, yeah. I don't know. But if it doesn't work out, then we'll go, you know, Stalin, right? I mean, that's fine, right? Yeah, I'm done uh, with that. At honestly. least it's a leftist. <laughs> but no, fuck that. If it, I'd rather go a right libertarian than a, a whatever authoritarian. Mm-hmm. At this point, yeah, like we ain't getting shit. So if we, if, we're, if I'm gonna have to scrimp and scrave or scrimp and save and 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 live on a right libertarian, at least it's libertarian. That's kind of the point I'm at right now. Yeah. I don't want you to tell me what to do. I just want you to to fund things, the ne- the necessities. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, it's funny that, like, what your basic human – I just think your basic human needs should be met by society. Yeah. You know? I like I don't have any I don't have any fucking problems paying tax. I don't have any problems paying a higher tax. If, if I it, got something out of it. Yeah. If it means more, you know, funding to towards social causes and causes that actually help my community, mm-hmm. you know. I have no problem with that. But it's not. It's going to the fucking war machine. 
How tall do you think the war machine is? Um, it's actually surprisingly very small. It's only three and a half feet. Three and a half tall. feet? Yeah. But it's, it's not too mo- bad. It's a motherfucker. It works very well. And yep. for some reason, it, it's affected my football. I don't know why. Like, seriously. Uh, <laughs> the military has just ingested in itself into sports. Really? Oh, yeah. The military pays money to professional sports organizations to um, honor soldiers, to do all oh, this yeah. publicity for them. You know, the whole Pledge of Allegiance, you know, the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, kneeling. Well, first of all, like, they've only been airing the team doing that for, like, the past eight, nine years. Maybe a little longer, but, like, in the 2000s, not right. before that. Right, right. Uh, but I don't think it was right after. I mean, it was, I think it was because of 9-11 and all that, but I don't think it was right after. Uh, but, yeah, I used to. Like, they did the Pledge of Allegiance and the, uh, or the Star Spangled Banner, you know. Players were still in the locker room. And then, you know, in the past 10 years or whatever, they started bringing them out now. Right. You know, they had the flyovers, you know. And, yeah, like, it's, yeah. I think it's great that they have it set to where, like, they're, they're playing games for people stationed overseas because yeah if you're in war like yeah i want to watch some football (laughs) but it's also weird that the military is paying them so if you wanted to honor them just honor them why do you why are you getting paid to honor them and why is the military just pushing that money out that money could go to the actual people yeah the actual But Chris, you obviously don't understand. I don't understand apparently how late stage capitalism works. You just move money over here, you move money over there, and then you know you put stuff over in this corner, and bada bing, it all works. It's gonna work out. Cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> It's more, is it late stage capitalism or postmodern capitalism? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't even know where we are, man. <laughs> All right, well, you know what time it is. Flowers and baskets and chocolates and packages, these are a few of my favorite things. Burn buddy corpses, we're beating dead horses. It's now time for me to list my top three. All right. Yeah, we fucking, we nailed that one. That was awesome. My uh, my fingers hurt. Yeah, I think I popped a vocal cord. Well, you know, I love performing live for everybody. Yeah. That's great. Um, so, this week's top three. All right, what do we have? Top three upcoming scandals in the Trump administration. Now, as you know, we have a machine that lets us see into the future, but mm-hmm. only, like, I don't know, every two months, it seems. Yeah, yeah. And it only lets us it's see what time. it wants us to see. It's so. a stoner, you know. It's built by stoners. Like, that's what the solidarity is. Like, everyone's just going to become really fucking solid, man. All the robots. (laughs) We're just stoner robots. So so I was able to get the the, the next big, you know, and this is going to happen over time, but the next big 
scandals. You got the scoop. The first one is there's going to become a, a scandal about some things Trump has lied about. He's not actually Christian. Turns out he's Jewish. Scandal number one. Scandal number two is his birth certificate is going to come about. And we're going to learn that he wasn't actually born in America. You know where he was born? Um, in Bethlehem. Oh, Jesus. Exactly. And then we're going to learn scandal number three. Is that Trump actually died about 10 years ago. And since then, he's been played by William Defoe. <laughs> It's true. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah. That would be great. We would have Willem Dafoe as fucking president. If that was just revealed. It's going to take like three years for that all to come come out. And then we'll have election 2020. (laughs) And William Dafoe will become the supreme ruler. God emperor. God emperor William Dafoe. (laughs) I'm about, oh, yeah. it. I'm about it. Yeah, I enjoy it. And then he will come and vacation in lovely New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, all right, so I guess we're sealing it in. Willem Dafoe, future guest on uh, American Castaway, President Dafoe. President, President. Or Emperor, or whatever. God Emperor Dafoe. God Defoe. Emperor Dafoe. Yeah. So we'll, we'll probably do that show in about. Three and a half years? Yeah, I would say three and a half. I assume once this all three comes out, it won't take long for... Oh, we'll be on his radar by then. He'll he'll jump out before the election and claim emperor. He should. Yeah. Elections are dumb. Yeah. Everybody knows that. You got anything to plug? Um, <clears throat> just, uh, you know, my birthday party. Um, July 14th. July 14th. I've got... So um, I've got some really great bands coming. Uh, there's um, my roommate's band, Solakai. They're really great. They're like um, nice, like post pop rock, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then uh, Jack and the Jack Rabbits, my friend Hasiel's band. They're shoegazer, like very spacey, like grungy yeah. stuff. Pretty cool. I love that term, too. Shoegazer. Yeah. That's on their genre thing. Yeah. Uh, It sounds cool. But, um... Well, you know what it is, right? What? Shoegazer? What do you mean? Like, what it it means? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, that's why I love it. Like, just... Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Ave Azul. She's a a lady who does acoustic stuff. She's really good. Ooh, a lady. Yeah. Um, and then this, uh, this band that I've never heard before, but I told could play when I was high on cocaine, um, something's Bomb's Ex-Lover, Bomb's Ex-Lover. So, House Wittershins, it's gonna be dope, gonna get food for it and a bunch of booze, so. Very nice. Party. Party time. Excellent. Wee wee wee. And um, I'm going to be doing some editing soon and uh, some web work. I'm going to learn how to make a simple little web page with this new language because uh, it's completely different from 
uh, Korean has been a language for a long time. Well, that's your your story, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> uh, but I uh, hope to get your podcast up soon. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, of course. Blah. So, oh, great. Another thing at the Folk Festival I recorded. I only recorded one uh, episode, but it's a really good one. The sound clips out a little bit um, uh, during uh, the songs, and my phone kind of cut off for a second during the last song. But you know, we'll uh, we'll get it together. It's with uh, John Hogan and Maria Moss. They're two of my really really great friends uh, from the from the ranch, and they're full time working musicians, uh, and they're living the dream, man. It's and it's really great. It's a really great interview. They're just yeah. two and like extremely talented and charming people yeah very nice all right well until next time tgi fridays (laughs) in the morning (laughs) i have to say this because i know our spirit and our emotions get stirred i'm not against nobody on the panel I'm with everybody on the panel. I'm not diametrically opposed to anybody on the panel. I agree with everything my brother said about revolutionaryism. So let me ask you guys a few questions. We're in the South. We're in the heart of the South right now. Who fishes? Who knows how to fish? Hands down. Who knows how to hunt? Less hands. Hands down. Who shoots on a regular basis, meaning once or twice weekly? Hands down. Now you see how many hands? Who farms or grows their own food right now? Hands down. You ain't ready to oppose nothing. You are as a part of this system as any white person gentrifying in this city. And you can't tell me I don't know what I'm talking about because I've lived in this neighborhood long enough to know when when two out of every five yards had a garden in the back. I'm old enough to know him when the Muslim community was the strongest security force and food their own food force in this community. Black people, I love you, and I love you enough to tell you, you ain't ready to revolt shit. You don't feed yourself. You don't hunt your own animals and slaughter them. You don't prep your own meat. You don't own your own land. You don't have a seed growing in your window. So when you think about revolutionarism and you think about fighting and dying in the street, you ain't shit if you can't feed your children. You ain't nothing if you can't teach your children to hunt. I've been hearing this revolutionary talk all my life. All my life, I've been seeing leaders get before me and tell me how much of a strong warrior. And just like the United States Army, just like the military, I've seen their words, send black boys off to die in the street, fighting and arguing with police. You have no win. He was innocent and he got 19 years. His mama couldn't afford the right lawyer. His dad didn't know a senator. You have no wins. If you, how many of you practice a martial art today? Who practices a martial art today? How many boys are practicing a martial art in your community today? Today. That's what I'm saying. We not ready to fight. You say fight back, fight the police. The police are trained to shoot. They're trained in martial combat. We're not. 
What are we going to do? Now, I'm not saying give up. I'm not saying you can't train yourself. But what I'm saying is, if you're not training every week, if you're not shooting every week, if you're not knowing how to grow your own food, arguing with me and arguing with the police ain't going to do nothing. Because if we all leave right now, let if we talk. all leave right now and we got a speeding ticket, we ain't all going to agree not to pay it. You understand what I'm saying? I agree we still slaves. I'm telling you right now today, Malcolm said by any means necessary, by any means necessary, and we're talking about children. We're talking about young men. These boys aren't even intelligent enough yet not to know what girl not to like. They're not even intelligent enough yet not to know how to, I always should have a condom. They're not even intelligent enough yet to know not to argue with their teachers. Don't send these babies off to die because you didn't die when you was 21. Don't you send these babies off to die because you feel like you missed the 60s and the 70s. I want to see more black attorneys, more black law enforcement. I want to see more black people pooling their money to run their own candidates. I want to see more black police officers that are from the because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they tried to leave one time and they formed Liberia. Look at Liberia now. Look at what Haiti did. They revolted. Every European country punishes Haiti for revolting. So if you're not going to revolt tomorrow, if you're not going to do like Elijah said and take all the southern states, if you're not going to gentrify Alabama, stop trying to grow warriors to fight a fight. You too scared to fight. You pay your speed tickets. You ain't not paying your tickets. You you ain't telling kids how to bust out every car window. And then when they riot, you never there with them. When they riot, where's the church? Where are the teachers? Where are the institutions? So I'm just saying, you do what you want to. But as for me in my house, I'm going to raise a warrior that knows how to use his hands, knows how to use his mind, and loves the people with his heart. Your job. Your job is to survive the encounter. Survive the encounter. And when daddy gets there with a lawyer, when daddy makes sure you got a judge that looks like you, we'll deal with that other shit. But you survive the encounter, young man. Don't you die on the side of the goddamn street like a dog.